Hi, and welcome to the Sales Enablement Pro Podcast. I am Shauna Simalong. Sales enablement is a constantly evolving space, and we're here to help professionals stay up to date on the latest trends and best practices so that they can be more effective in their jobs. Today, I'm excited to have Rick Kickert from Zscaler join us. Rick, I would love for you to introduce yourself, your role, and your organization to our audience. Yes, thanks, Shauna. I am the Global Vice President of what we call REV, which is Revenue Enablement in Velocity. Zscaler is a cloud security company. So I've had the opportunity to be here for about almost four years now. And then also in the pre-IPO space, mostly with tech, doing a similar role over at Rubrik and then over at AppDynamics doing enablement, emerging technologies, so sales for emerging technologies, also opportunity working on the business value consulting team, and then before that, actually spent about 10 years over at Blue Cross Blue Shield. And I, I always give the same story in boot camps and trainings in that I used to actually live on the other side of the fence. So I would be what salespeople would call their, their economic buyer or champion. And in my office, you'd walk in and to the right, I always have a whiteboard that had our top five, six projects for the company. And so sales rep would walk into my office and we'd exchange pleasantries for the first five, 10 minutes and get to know each other. And then I'd, you know, kind of ask, how do we align with some of the projects that are on my whiteboard? And if we couldn't, that's fine. We'll talk later. Otherwise, let's talk about how you can help me be able to be more valuable in my business. And uh, I use that story all the time because I, I spent a lot of time talking around the buying journey understanding how the buyer uh, makes investments. And I'm, I'm a true believer that within enablement, if we can help enable our sellers, our partners, customer success teams, all of them on what the buyer has to go through and what the buying journey looks like, we'll just be more successful on the other side of the fence from a selling perspective. Absolutely. Now in your role, you are uniquely positioned to focus on go-to-market, partner, and customer enablement, which you shared with us that you call that the Global Revenue Enablement Service Center. Can you walk us through this process and how it impacts your view on enablement? So if you think about an automotive center for a moment, Shauna, assuming you've, you've probably taken your car to some type of automotive center before, right? Absolutely. All right. So when you pull up that service center, there could be multiple service areas behind all those bay doors, right? There's, there's never really just usually one. There's usually multiple bay doors and, and you don't go to, you didn't go to each door to get your car serviced, uh, even though you might need different tools and services from the multiple areas. Uh, you, you go in the front door, right? And, and you go to that front desk and the front desk takes the requirements, they do the paperwork and, and hopefully something very efficiently and effectively uh, happens in the back end and they, they drive your automobile back out and it's, it's all revved up and ready to go. That's, that's the right, that's the perfect scenario, right? In this rev center, which is revenue enablement and velocity, the, the same analogy holds true. So our, our marketing teams, our product, our engineering, growth teams, they all come to the front door of the Rev Center. And we want to understand what they're launching. We collect the paperwork. We make sure it follows a, a value framework that we've built out, playbooks, LMS, 
And then we go enable the proper teams, whether it's sales, specialists, partners, customers, customer success, renewals, professional services, all of that, anything inside a go-to market and external. And then, so you think about most things you launch and enable in a company and it shouldn't just only go to sales. We make sure that, you know, maybe there's a play there for customer success. Maybe there's a play there for partners. Maybe there's something we can do to highlight on the customer training partner portal that also helps enable that launch. You know, maybe we've created a demo that can be leveraged for not just sales, but also for partners. Uh, getting everyone in the same boat and rowing in the same direction with full momentum's the goal. So just make sure everyone is enabled at the same time efficiently with some of the same tools and then using the same common measurements. That's that's the vision that we built for this revenue enablement service center and why we've kind of married everybody together in that same in that same model. I love that. I love that. But I imagine there are some unique challenges to building an enablement strategy that can kind of fit all of the needs that are part of your role. How do you overcome these challenges as you design enablement programs? There is. <laughs> it is a, it's, it's a lot of different bay doors if we're sticking with that analogy to try and make sure we get everybody enabled at, at the same time. But Luckily, I'm I'm a pretty big fan of enabling the buyer, the partner, the customer success rep, the, the same way we would enable the seller. Right? So, you know, putting out the most enablement available out there in the market, I think really helps just, just engage people, help them learn about your product, your solution, your use cases, and understand can they solve for it. So... You know, the, the challenge there is just making sure that you're getting the right content to the right consumer um, at the right time. So we always make sure we've got a pretty large bill of materials in place. Uh, we've built that consistency in place with the marketing teams and the product teams. So everyone's prepared when they're coming to that front door of the Rev Center of what things need to look like and making sure that we're able to launch all at the same time. What are some ways maybe that you go about ensuring that you're tracking the right metrics, I'd say, across the entire enablement program today? Metrics are probably one of the most critical elements of a successful enablement program, I, I think. I look at this as just, you know, rarely will you see me probably or hear me talk about the amount of training that is specifically consumed. So, you know, how many... How many people completed the training inside of our LMS or courses or a webinar that we might have hosted? I'm a lot more around the, the measurable outputs of it. So now that is a leading indicator in a lot of cases, training consumed. But at the end of the day, if everyone consumed their training, but it still didn't create more visible opportunities or drive more new business meetings or create more pipeline generation or we're not improving our win rate, we're not selling more specific products, then who who cares about the training consumed so much? So I, I try to align all of our metrics with what our business partners care about. So what's the most important to the CRO? You know, what's the most important to the CMO? And, and just whatever their indicators are that, that's important to them, we want to make sure that we're measuring the same metrics and the same type of success. 
I think that's fantastic. And, you know, you talked about the, you know, auto body shop analogy. How does enablement prevent and fix potential roadblocks that may happen within your organization? If you didn't have that service center analogy, you, you might get, and we, we had this initially also, and I've seen this in a lot of other companies where you might have a lot of training going over into specifically your sellers, but, but maybe the SEs didn't get that same training or maybe your partners are not getting enabled with the same content at the same time for a new product launch or solution that might be coming out. So those are, you know, those are the roadblocks that you could potentially come across or some of the bottlenecks. So again, it's making sure that you do all the prep in fr- ahead of time, understand you know, what that launch is supposed to impact. What do you want each team to be able to articulate from an enablement perspective and building those business partners to make sure that we're not having delays in making those teams each being very effective. Yeah, absolutely. I want to shift gears a little bit, Rick, because you also focus a bit on partner and have a partner enablement background. And you shared an article on LinkedIn about developing a robust partner enablement strategy and how that's really a key to driving revenue. Why is partner enablement important to the business, especially in the current economic climate? Well, it's for one, it's how you scale. (laughs) I truly believe that you have to have a partner motion. And the easiest way to be able to do that is making sure that you're enabling them. You think about, you brought up the economic times of, of today, and there's not a lot of companies that are still accelerating at the same headcount they had in the past. So you've got to look for other ways on how to continue to grow your revenue year over year. 40, 50%, whatever the number is, you, you got to continue that growth rate and partners are truly a, a great way to be able to do that. But it's hard for partners to be able to help you, you know, drive that kind of growth and, and be able to position your solutions if they're not enabled, if they don't understand how you integrate together with things that they might sell today. They, they've got a book of business. They've got customers. They're working with other solutions. They might be competitive. So helping them understand how that entire architecture goes together. How do they offer the best value to their customers, to their buyers with the solutions that we sell today? You know, and if you don't put them in in that position, it, it makes it really difficult, just like it would your internal sellers. If they don't know how to position the value, position the right use cases, be able to find the right buying personas, it makes things more difficult. And I, I think partners have a unique advantage where they are trusted advisors to these customers. I think about when I was over at Blue Cross Blue Shield, we leveraged a lot of a lot of partners to be able to give us insight into just, you know, if I want to be able to roll out new products, if I want to be able to fix some of the problems inside of my company, what's the best tools to be able to use? And and partners are kind of that extension, I'll say, of a lot of people's business. You know, I, I think today in the current economic times, partners are a great way and a great extension of anyone's business to be able to help, but you got to be able to enable them and teach them 
on what your products do. And I'll even say, give them the same tools, the same demos, the same labs, all of that. Open the door of enablement to them as much as you would internally. I think that is great advice. Do you have any, you know, in closing, any additional advice you'd give to organizations wanting to incorporate an enablement strategy with this model in their business? Yeah, I, I think it's about alignment. It took us a while to be able to make this journey and to be able to get to this type of model. And I, I truly believe from efficiently, it's it's definitely a lot better better model to go through. If you can align and build business partners inside of each area and show that your your metrics of success, whether you, know, you think about if customer success, I care about churn and enablement as much as you do. How do we help improve those things? I care about renewals and upsell as much as you do. How do we measure and build playbooks to be able to support that? From a partner perspective, we care about deal regs. I want to make sure that we're doing everything in enablement to help drive that. You know, obviously for sales and SEs, we care about success in demos. We care about success in POVs. And again, your measurements and your your areas of success are the same in enablement. If you can get to that type of relationship and kind of be kind of the, the same fabric together, that to me is the power behind being able to build a model like this that works and has everybody essentially rowing their boat in the same direction. If you're doing that, you know you're going faster and you know you're going to beat the competition. So that's that would be my closing statement. I love it. Thank you so much, Rick. I appreciate the time. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. To our audience, thanks for listening. For more insights, tips, and expertise from sales enablement leaders, visit salesenablement.pro. If there's something you'd like to share or a topic you'd like to learn more about, please let us know. We'd love to hear from you.